Hey, what is up, everybody? Beautiful recruiters out there. And even you not so beautiful recruiters, this is David Stephan Patterson. Uh, you know me as DSP. And of course, we have my brothers from other mothers. We have uh, Mr. Chris Wessel, uh, the face, if you will, uh, the uh, the hunky fella. And then over here, we have, uh, we'll call that the boss. That'd be Neil Lubavitz the brain, over the here. Brain, the brain, not the face. Welcome, guys. Today, we're going to talk about mindset specifically recruiter resilience uh, in the face of a recession. A really important topic. Uh, I think you guys are going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. Guys, do me a favor before we get into it. Uh, uh, if you're watching live, comment live down below. If you're watching the replay later, comment replay. Make sure as well, please share it. Please um, like and love it or hate it, whatever. Just show some emotion, right? The little button right there. If every one of you shared it, we'd be a huge show. So um, that said, we're going to get into it in a few minutes, but first, I want to say hi to my lovely uh, co-host, Neil and uh, Chris. Right before the call, uh, Neil was giving Chris a bit of a tongue lashing. I like to use that word. Thanks for the visual. It's better over video than it is in person. I'll give you that much. So well, I guess it depends lashing. on how you look at it. <laughs> I, was, I was late oh. to our pre-show uh, green room conversation, and, and they were chastising me for uh, strolling in at the last minute. Well, we get in like 15, 20 minutes early into the green room. And what we were saying is we made you, Chris Wessel. You were nothing <laughs> before the show, before we invited you on. And now literally, we are now, we're now introducing you to literally tens of viewers. You okay? are responsible for both of the followers I picked up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, so I don't even know if I could quantify the value. It's, it's incalculable. I just love any opportunity to say the word tongue lashing. <laughs> That's much so, it's such a visual. <laughs> it's such a great visual. Um, it is a great well, one, actually. Well, you know, I wanted to talk about, about uh, uh, mindset. And it's something that I think is not talked about more uh, in our business. You know, as, as, um, as a recruiter, you know, we have to be, you know, we, we've got to be uh, uh, in sales. We've got to be recruiting. We've got to be a project manager. We have to be a, a CEO. We have to, all, we're, we're and, and the chief bottle washer. So we're all these things trying to run this practice in, in an economy where hiring is, is slowing and it's kind of, it's kind of rough. And so I know for a lot of folks, Mindset's a big issue. In fact, um, it, it, we had the idea for 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 the topic of the show because uh, once in a while I send out these emails uh, to my email list where I go into maybe some dark places where I talk about mindset and what I like to call the crucible. And I sent one out last night, and it's funny. Uh, I just mentioned this to 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 uh, Chris and Neil earlier that those emails are typically my most unsubscribed emails, but also by far my most responded to. I get a lot of people that respond back and say, hey, this really resonated, it really struck a chord. Thank you so much. And of course, a lot of people unsubscribe. Do with that information what you will. I do find it interesting, interesting that that is, is the case. Um, but I think it's a great topic for its sake. I know a lot of people are struggling with that right now, or or if they're not yet, they probably will be because we all struggle with, with minds. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let That's me ask you. Um, either you, uh, Chris or, or Neil, do you guys ever do you guys struggle with that? Like, is that, I know I do for sure. But do you guys struggle think, with with mindset? I think that it's it's interesting the the path a lot of us have chosen in terms of like what makes up a lot of this group, which is mostly solo recruiters, a lot of them working mm -hmm. from their house. It's, it's a solitary job. It sounds a little crazy because you're like, well, you talk to people all day long. You talk to clients, you talk to candidates, like you could never be like lonely. It, you're not, there's no lack of people to talk to, but it can be very solitary in the sense that you're running a business by yourself. Um, you're kind of in your own echo chamber. You can get in your own head and you know, when things are going great, that's, that's awesome. But if you if you get a, a few too many uh like I, one of the things i used to tell my recruiters who work for me i think more things go right today than wrong we had a good day but sometimes we have more things go wrong than right and sometimes we have that happen for a little bit and we have a little bit of a slump and it's really it's tough to get out of your own head sometimes so no matter who you are i think uh we and even if somebody says they don't you still have those feelings we've just some of us have maybe learned how to cope with it better which is one of the things we're talking about today yeah. um but yeah it's 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 very real yeah and listen it's real for me it's real for everybody and it's the same as social media and the images people have right so everyone's stressed everyone has their obstacles and everyone feels things going on uh to answer your question yeah it's a real thing david i've had dark times you know when things have appeared to to just they build up like chris said yeah 
So mm-hmm. what I think it's healthy. Okay. It's good to be a little scared. If you act mm-hmm. on it, okay, you need to do something different. That's what it's telling you. Do the same thing over and over, you get the same results. So for me, when I was in my mindset my, my, when I need the biggest push, I would immerse myself mm-hmm. in whatever it was. Just immerse, right? And sell yourself out of it. I remember early on, that was it. You could sell yourself out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Sell yourself out of it. What does that mean for you? So, yeah, very much. much well, you know, it's it's the, the way to look at it and – um so, so I will say this. I think one of the first things uh, uh, you have to realize is that you can't see your head in the sand. You know, so it's it's. I do find it funny, and you know, maybe other people may may disagree with me here on the show. But uh, for me personally, when I speak to people and somebody says, "Well, I don't," you know, uh, there is no recession. I don't believe in it. I'm like, oh, okay, but you know, it's kind of like um, it's it's it's, it's kind of like if you're really fat and saying, "Hey, I'm healthy," you know, okay, it's great until diabetes catches up to you. You know, and and so I'd rather you know realize what's going on and recognize it and and, and know how to deal with it. Uh, you don't have to participate in the recession; doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but you don't have to participate in it. However, it's good to at least know what's going on, know the environment, even if you're in a really hot section, just because things are going to get a little bit funky over the night over the next year. However, um, the way I look at it. And, and we'll talk about some specific strategies, by the way, and tactics that I use, and 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 of course, and Neil and, uh, Neil and Chris are going to as well. But I think it's it's important to realize overall. Think of this as a a crucible, where this is you know, as they say, true character uh, uh, comes out when faced with adversity. Right? That's when you just see someone's true character come out. What, what are they really made out of? Um, in a lot of ways, it's the adversity that really creates us. You know, I think some of the the, the biggest things that I've gone through in my life. Uh, whether it be recession or whatever it is, uh, have helped define me in, in my life. I've have a, I have a speech impediment. I've had a speech impediment now for since I was born. I've got apraxia, and uh, and because of that, I've had to. And but that in a lot of ways has shaped me in my uh, in my efforts to be able to speak normally and 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 fluidly and, and actually get rid of social anxiety. Kind of forced me into uh, into seeking a path where I had to work on that recruiting. Right. Uh, and in this business, and, and, think, and to become a trainer, right. Talk about immersing yourself yeah. or whatever to overcome that. You're the opposite. You need that skill. So right? speaking is your livelihood now. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is. And it, and it, and it forces you to take action. Uh, it's the same reason why if someone's afraid of making business development calls, one of the best ways to get around that is start making business development calls, uh, is to, is to embrace the obstacle in front of you. In fact, a, a great book I would pick up, which I think would be really valuable for, Anybody watching this who is he maybe struggles with some of their mindset um, is to uh, pick up a couple of books uh, specifically on the concept of stoicism. Uh, the first one is, and my favorite is the the the, Wait, the war a part. Couple of books on stoicism. I, I that's yeah. a great word, right? But I can't believe there's books on let alone more than one. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, oh yeah, it's a whole um, movement. There's a ton of stuff actually. Yeah. Wow. There's um. A great book by Ryan Holiday called "The Obstacle Is the Way," uh, which is which is a, which is a really really great book uh, to read. And, uh, and my favorite would be Stephen Pressfield's book, "The War of Art," not "The Art of War." That's the famous oh. Sun Tzu book. It's about the War of Art. Um, David, you've mentioned that a few times, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to get that. I'm gonna, you mentioned that, and it's applicable, it seems, to a lot of situations. And I, I love the play on it. Um, well, let's yeah, let, let's talk about that. Um, Chris, I think you've you've read that, haven't you? I believe you didn't. You I read that? have not actually. Um, so now that's something that I uh, I got to check out. Great things, David, but you've brought it up in many situations, you know. So but I'm gonna get it. Very oh yeah, it's 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 my favorite book of all time. Um, is it? Is it? Wow. Yeah, and I've read it a ton. So so I'll, I'll give you a, qu- a quick recap because I think for anybody listening to this, uh, yes. whether or not you read the book, it, the the principles are are are. are or, or timeless. Uh, so one of the big things that uh, gets people down is this is this negative spiral of of despair. So for example, uh, you you are you're you're depressed or you are frustrated or you're scared because you know you don't have enough business coming in or enough not enough things are happening on your desk. And so what happens is you tend to it's very easy to escape. What happens is during this time you tend to hit the snooze button more often. 
because being in bed warm is a safe place and your reptile brain wants to be in a safe place. Um, uh, so you hit the snooze button more often. Uh, maybe you quit working out. Uh, you don't really get the work done. You spend, spend too much time on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I call it dir scrolling where you're, you've got your Facebook up and you're basically like dir, dir, dir scrolling. That's all it is. That sounds better than doom scrolling. I like that better. Yeah. I doom scrolling too, but I like, I like dir scrolling. So you're, you're during all over the place. Um, and so, and, and what happens is, uh, because you're not getting the work done because you're not seeing enough, enough success and you, uh, and you, 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 you engage in these behaviors that don't propel you anywhere that, that, that don't, that don't get you to where you need to be and then you get more depressed and then so you're more likely to get more likely to be on it's a spiral and so you need a a a positive spiral success in order to to break out of that and so in the war of art it's a short book it's written by a guy who who's who's one of the most famous authors when it comes to um things like Oh yeah, it's a great book. It's it's a, he's a famous author. He, he writes a lot of nonfiction book or lots of fiction books as well, specifically around like uh, 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 basically fiction around the times of ancient Greece. That's kind of his specialty, and then a lot of, of nonfiction books. But the the uh, the book is about how defeat was called resistance. And resistance for anybody listening to this, we all have uh, resistance. Resistance is just is just the universal force that keeps you from being your higher self. So what does that mean? Well, when you wake up in the morning, you hit the snooze button. That's resistance. When you uh, don't want to make that next call, that's resistance. We don't want to write that piece of content. That's resistance. We don't submit the can because you don't want to type up the the, the can of smell because it's a pain in the ass. That's resistance. When you eat uh, ice cream at eleven o'clock at night, you know it's going to uh, uh, and you know it's going to uh, make you gain weight. It's resistance. When you drink a six pack. Uh, on a Wednesday, knowing that you're not going to be your best on Thursday, that is resistance. And so all resistance basically is, is in essence, is that force that keeps you from what you should be doing. And oftentimes it's the, the direction where you feel the most resistance is actually where you need to go. It can be a, 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 a true north, if you will. Uh, I won't get into the specific um, uh, techniques. Uh, uh, that he uses to beat that resistance. Just know that it's something that you face every day, uh, but pick up the book. You can finish it in, in a few hours. It's really short. It's really impactful, but it's very much the kind of book that will grab you by the throat and, 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 and show you what you need to do. And if you just make the decision to follow some of the practices that he has in that book, um, it might be one of the most impactful things you can do for your mindset because you know, you can meditate and 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 all that, and that's all that's great. But one of the best feelings for any of us is the feel that we're moving forward in our business, in our life, in our personal life, in our health, and our relationships, or whatever it is. And so, if you keep your business moving uh, and find ways to eliminate those distractions, beat resistance, so you can see you're you're getting success in your business. Well, if you're successful in your business and your practice, then you're Health will probably be better, right? You'll be more mo- motivated to do these things that are healthy and not drink. Your relationships will be better. Uh, your life will be better. And so I think a lot of it comes down to um, finding ways to make sure you uh, uh, get your work right and go read the book. It, it's an amazing book. I, again, I can't do it justice, but it's, again, you one of the most important books I've ever read. I think you have. I, it, it, when it, so many of the resistant things you mentioned, I, I hear fear. Right. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm saying. People are scared. Um, and and, and it's, it's really age old wisdom to in a recession or slowdown or when you get like that, it's 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 it really puts a spotlight on your weaknesses. It does. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. If you you said, David, it makes you you. But you now need to look at yourself. You need to look yourself in the mirror and you need to do things differently and there's fear and they're scared and there's debilitation there's resistance and i think it's an i think everyone can relate i think that uh it's funny about uh, talking about like kind of how adversity shapes you all right and the ups and downs and certainly some of us who have been in business as long as like three of us or, or more i mean i've been through three recessions personally it, from a professional standpoint more of them prior to working but you know now after a while you 
you kind of learn that they're cyclical. So I think one thing that happens as, as adversity comes and goes is you start to learn how to cope with it because you just kind of learn to kind of expect it. And, and it's just, it's a thing and it's a cycle and knowing that there's, there's an end to it is helpful. Um, but I mean, I started, I, I, I bought my first rental property at the end of 08, which is not the best time to buy a rental property. I was upside down on it almost immediately. Right. I bought, I started my first firm in 2009. Also excellent timing. So I am a glutton for punishment. I start, <laughs> but I, st I kept going with both things. Right. And, 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 and it, and it included like, when you're talking about like personal habits too, like, like I found that if you control what you can control, right. Like you can't control the circumstances around you, but you can control, you know, how you act and control, like, um, you know, can't control whether companies are going to say yes or no to you, but you can control how many of them reach out to you can control that. Like maybe if your previous version type of outreach that used to work for you, isn't working, maybe this is, maybe you need to try different things. Maybe you find a couple things are working and you double down on those. But the, the personal aspects were big for me. I had a point, uh, my first firm a couple of years in where, when I started hiring a bunch of employees, uh, I didn't have this happen to me before. Cause it was just my partner and I were just doing our thing, you know, closing deals. But then when I started to have three, four recruiters working for me, some of whom had kids and families and stuff and were carrying their insurance. And, and I had like anxiety attacks and like panic attacks because I was like, Holy shit, I'm responsible for all of this. And, and, and it, I, that would, I, I got pretty depressed for a bit because I was like, I, and I got had that downward spiral David's talking about where I stopped like eating right. I would, you know, have a drink. I'd go, I'd sometimes, sometimes worse yet, like you're not even sure what to do. So then you just like go to a bar for the afternoon. Cause you're like, I don't wow. know. I don't know. So I'm going to figure out. Like you, what's that? Fear, fear. This it's all it just, yeah. I'm sorry. It, like well, it's resonating with what you're saying. And I remember the first, I'm going to shut up a fear, false evidence appearing real. Remember that acronym? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly and then so you, like yeah. And, and so, and like, like I'm no different than any other human being out there. You know, we, we, we double down on like the bad thoughts and, and then we do the destructive behaviors like, like DSP was talking about, which is a completely lived through that. And one of the things that, that pulled me out of that, because you know how you got to, you know, you said you got to feel forward progress to, to, to get out of it. I couldn't control some things, but what I did focus on was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna exercise. I'm going to get back to that. I'm not going to miss a day. I'm going to cut out the garbage. I'm going to eat better, not, not perfect, but better. I was eating bad, right. And drinking too much and all this other stuff. I'm going to like, I'm focusing. I don't care if I have no appointments that day or anything, I'm still getting up at the same early hour. I'm getting my workout in and I'm at my desk at eight o'clock. Even if that, cause you could easily fall in the trap of, Oh, I don't really think my pipeline, I'll just sleep in and you know, maybe I'll make some calls later. Like I routine, I found routine personally or business-wise helped me like dig out of a hole, if that makes sense. Listen, therapists, and I've had therapy a decent amount of my life. They're, that's so huge, Chris. And, it, and so you got to do something different, though. Break your pattern, right? It's so huge. That that's huge. I I have adopted that ages ago. I get up, change, cologne if I'm alone, right? It's so huge, Chris. Yeah, that mindset. It's a big factor. Uh, I mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Chris. So, so I want to I want to riff a bit off of what you said. So, having a having a schedule, waking up early, whatnot. So, so one of the best things you can do to to um, for your mindset, uh, I think, is in terms of your 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 daily routine. And so, I'll I'll start there. So, as you said, having having a little something a little more regimented is is helpful. If you can work out in the morning, I know sometimes it's not possible with kids or whatnot, but if you can work out in the morning, uh, that's it's obviously a big one. But even beyond that, um, let me let me walk you through like let's call it the perfect day. Let's call it the perfect day, right? Um, so uh you wake up early uh and you don't hit the snooze button because the snooze button is the first battle of the day and you don't want to lose it, right? It might seem significant, but Get the first battle of the day, right? Get that one, and that is the snooze button, that evil snooze button. So you get up, and you get ready, and then you make your bed. Why? Because it is one day. thing to do. Sorry. It's in your control, and it's, it's just a psychological thing, and you want, again, you're, you're creating momentum in your day. Okay, so get, these, get some small little wins. Get into work. So now, let's say you've already planned out your day, or hopefully you have, and if you haven't, start planning that out. Um, and take your, your biggest, uh, uh, task or maybe your most, uh, the test that you don't like, uh, which might be making cold calls, business development or whatever it is, 
and try to knock that out first. Because the great thing about that, it's that's the that's the classic eat the Brian frog. Tracy Eat the Frog. Yes, for you from Brian Tracy's famous book, Eat uh, Eat the Frog, where he basically uh, the whole idea is if you can in the in in the morning, if you can eat a live frog that morning, swallow it down. Which is originally Mark Twain, out. by the way. That was a Mark, oh, was Mark Twain. Twain. That was the origin yeah. of it. Yeah, but sorry. The Mark Twain and oh, oh, right over there. Um, or Yogi Bear, it's one of the three. <laughs> but if if you could if you could swallow a live frog first thing in the morning, everything else the rest of the day seems a lot easier, right? By comparison. So do do your hardest thing if it's possible uh, in the morning when you get in, so you can knock it out, uh, and that that sets the tone for the rest of the day. So what you've done is you've created some small wins. You didn't hit the snooze button. You woke up clear headed. Uh, you hit the you you made your bed. You got into work. Maybe you worked out. Uh, and then you did your hardest thing at the beginning of the day. So that is knocked out. And then you have the rest of the day, uh, and you've got great momentum behind you. Now, let's talk about the end of the day because um, uh, because that's just as important as what you do in the morning. So to to make sure that you are coming in the next morning with a clear head, first first things first, don't drink during the week. Uh, that's very hard for me because I love to have a couple beers um, after work. It's my signal to relax. But if I if I really need to make things happen with work, I'm actually not going to drink because I know even just a single beer or two will affect me the next day, and it affects your sleep. Uh, so and try as much as you can to um, uh, spend time. With, yeah, Put work away, spend time with your family, maybe work out, don't drink, uh, and try to go to bed at an early hour. What I found, what I found, is that if I can get in a full eight hours of sleep, so it means uh, trying to for me, it means trying to hit the hit the sack around nine thirty. I'm in, I'm asleep by ten, so I can wake up by maybe you know five or six. Um, and then what I'm doing is I'm trying to eliminate all late night distractions. So. TV off, read a book, listen to an audiobook. Uh, what I found really works very well at night is I have an eye mask, which has a uh, these Bluetooth speakers built in, and I can listen to my. F I, I love reading science fiction. Um, uh, uh, Adrian Ch Adrian is one of my favorite authors. I'll listen to the audiobook and I fall asleep listening to that, and it's wonderful. It's relaxing. And my, all the lights blocked out because I have an eye mask and, uh, and I'm sound asleep in 15 minutes, maybe 20 tops. And then uh, I wake up and uh, again, don't hit the snooze button, uh, 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 make my bed. You know, it's it's those little things that help you get through your day to day to day. Can I ask you about that book thing? I love that idea. Yeah. I, I keep the TV on the background so I, like it could be like shows I'm comfortable with. Are you able to listen to it? how long do you listen to the book? It, it's able to work. You're able to really absorb it and then kind of doze off to it and then come back up where you are. Like, I really kind of like that idea. Yeah. So what I do, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the, uh, the company's called Manta, M-A-T-M-A-N-T-A. Yeah. And so they make this, um, I got it for Christmas. It's amazing. It's, 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 it's I IMAP. That. Hey, I mean, I'm a, yeah. cups. So all the lights blocked out and the, um, I listen to audible and I set it to where it'll shut off automatically in an hour. You know, so um, or you know, hour, forty five minutes, whatever, and then um, yeah, and so I I don't read any nonfiction. It's just fictions because I don't because if I want to retain information, I'm going to do it in, in a different way because I because what'll happen is I'll fall asleep and I'm kind of in and out a little bit. And eventually, I fall asleep. So the next day, I've got to go in, find out where I was at when I fell asleep, maybe back up a few minutes. So it might take me weeks to finish a book, but it's my it's my escape time. It's it's me. I'm asked completely alone. That. Well, at least I feel like I've got my, my better half with me, but it it really, really helps a lot just to settle down. Because the, the one thing that uh, will hurt you is when you're just laying there in bed, you're thinking about payroll, you're thinking about your deals, you're thinking about the argument you have with your wife or your husband uh, and or, or, or your kid and what they did at school, and then you and – you're and you sit there and you don't fall asleep till midnight and you're, and you're worried and you wake up the next day, you know, and you, you feel tired. You're not all, you're not present. Uh, and that stress stays with you. And if you can find a way to, for me, it works to de-stress with that alcohol is basically eye mask audible drift to sleep, get a full eight hours in and I feel refreshed the next day. It is, it does you a world of difference getting a full eight with no alcohol in your system um, and, 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 and be completely relaxed. It is wonderful. 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 So anyway, that's what, it, that's what the morning night routine that I would. What mm -hmm. if you have, a, you have sleep apnea and you were a CPAP machine. This can't be good for your love life, David. I love it for what you're telling people, Yeah, but this, you don't look sexy wearing all this stuff at bed. Like you're not being intimate. You know what? You know what? I think, you know, what's sexy is having a successful business. <laughs> 
That's sexy. But what's what I love about what that whole whole thing is you're you're controlling the things you can control, right? And you're you're Mm -hmm. you feel better day after day because one of the things I think when everything is seemingly going wrong is it it just piles on and and you feel like you have no control and it's just everything's coming at you and everything's just spinning and that's when you spin towards destructive habits because you're just like "I, i i got nothing to hold on to right Whereas these habits and like, I'm that make your bed in the morning person. I can't, I can't go anywhere without like making the bed every morning. It's just, it's just a thing. Were you for me. always like and, me too? I was taught to do that. Ever since I was a little kid, uh, yeah. I, I was just, well, because also I didn't, I grew up in, I mean, I didn't grow up with much, so we didn't have a lot of stuff. And so I always had felt like I don't have much. I want to at least take care of what I have, but that was a kind of a separate thought process. But I also used to come home for a long day at work and I didn't want to see a freaking messy house. I wanted to come home. I wanted to come home back home from work to like my bedroom, like it was a hotel room, like ready to ready to go. So like I make the bed every morning, but like it, that helps you feel like you're like getting somewhere each day and it keeps pushing and all that, that rest and that proper nutrition. And I'm not saying eat perfect cause none of us are gonna, but like getting the right types of nutrients. Like I found if I don't get enough protein, for example, like I, I feel like my cognitive ability is not as good. And maybe there's some just associating that, but, but if, if you're, if you're doing all that, you're putting yourself in the best position to have a good day, right? Like, so that if opportunity does come your way, you are like ready to move on it. And and think about how quickly any of us feel when we get a win, everything is just like, great, right? You're, you're, you're sucking a win for a while. And then either like you make a hire or you'll, you'll land a couple of new clients and all of a sudden it's like a whole new world, right? Mm-hmm. And everything's great. And like that and then just doubling down on what you did to get there and then realizing like, okay, I put myself to, to DSP's points. Like I put myself in the best position possible to be able to act on these things. And the, and I would add too, like, don't, don't dwell on like the, on, on fucking Facebook and scroll through stuff because you're going to find bad news wherever you go. And if you're already not feeling great and you just scroll through Facebook, like Instead, when you wake up in the morning, instead of scrolling for like 15, 20 minutes and not really learning anything and not adding any value to yourself, fucking read the, read the news, listen to a, read a book, listen to a book. I, I used to feel like if when I was in those slumps, if I didn't add some new information, I felt like a day was completely wasted, right? What did I do today? I scrolled through Facebook and I watched a couple shows I've seen before. Like I didn't do anything new. I didn't add value to Chris, right? So if you can like learn something do something useful with that time. Cause otherwise, if you just scroll through and even LinkedIn, if you can be scrolling through LinkedIn feeds and find a bunch of stuff to be depressed about, or you can get an argument with somebody over some dumb bullshit that doesn't even matter. Or you could just focus on prospecting, networking, etc. You know, there's always dumb stuff happening, but the second you get one glimmer of, of hope or you land a deal or you get a couple of meetings, just wow, everything's great again. Right. Yeah. And let me add on to both your comments. It's my wisdom at being almost 60. Is this supposed to be like this? Okay. This is, this is life. This is what happens. It's supposed to happen. The good times aren't supposed to always happen. Like it's not always like that. And the best wisdom I heard from it was amazing. And it was about resilience. And they said, every time in your life, you conquer one situation, it makes you so much stronger because at a certain point you realize i got this it's the same thing with depression you can let yourself get down but depression is a really weird thing for those you have been through it right because you could be one day you're in a funk and then the next day like chris said you're out of it so you know over time this isn't real what i'm having right now i'm going to Mm -hmm. be there tomorrow it's in my head i'm in control of that or it's it's not supposed to it's normal you don't get down by the downs because that's where you learn and and that's not me being old it is wisdom is wasted on the old well no because the wisdom i mean that comes every i said i've been through like three recessions etc like you see the ups and downs and you see the cycles and that gives you some confidence and you learn that like it's not always gonna be like this and you also learn over time that there's a million things going on in any given day and this Stuff that you're zeroing in on. It's going to disappear. Just, oh, you got it's, it. It's, it's, it's fake. It's right. fake when right. you got it. And that's the key to life, I think. 
once you realize I got this, like what's happening that you can't overcome because you're not making a call. If you say I'm doing everything, but you know, you're not. So if you're honest with yourself and you just deal with, you get stronger. Right. And if you start getting incremental wins, even if they're forward progress in, in personal life or whatever, surprise, surprise, good things start to happen. Isn't that funny? Right. You know, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden now more good things happen. Like it's not oh, a coincidence, is. you know, you're, cause you're well, like, focusing on you know, the positive. Sorry. Well, uh, um, I think, I think one thing that um, uh, is, is very true of what uh, uh, Chris said, folks on the positive ones, one thing you can do that really helps. And to be honest with you, I stopped doing and actually talking now makes you realize they need to get back to it. So, you know, obviously uh, not all of us are, are perfect. Um, and that comes down to, comes down to um, uh, uh, planning and journaling. So I'm going to uh, uh, say these two things. So, so I'll talk about planning and productivity in a second. But in terms of, of small wins, uh, one thing is really valuable is if you, every night, forget a bed, journal, just for a couple minutes, write down maybe what you learned that day, what's positive, what what wins did you have? Uh, and if anything went bad, what instead of saying this the bad thing happened, instead of saying, I've just yeah, I've learned a lesson. I now I've learned not to blank, right? Now I've learned to do this, right? Turn any negative into a positive, write it down, write down your big three goals for the next day. And when you wake up in the morning after you make your bed, just up there right in front of you. So you see your win, you see your lesson, you know, your three things you get accomplished for that day. And the next night do the exact same thing. Next night do the exact same thing. Because the other thing that I think depresses people is when they don't, either, they don't see any progress every day bleeds into the next every week bleeds into the next and every month. And next thing you know, you feel like you're, you're 48 or you're 50 and you feel like your life has gone nowhere. And a lot of it comes down to you. You just, you don't see the progression that you're making. And so you can celebrate the small wins through journaling uh, and have it, you know, again, right there in front of you. And there's uh, plenty of, of really cool apps. Day one is one that I used to use. Um, so that's, that's the first thing is, is start journaling. Uh, you don't have to be a teenage girl to do it. You could be grown, grown ass man, still journal and have it be useful. Before you um, go to your next point, I just want to add yeah. something real quick to that, to that point that the, the recency effect of, of like uh, good or bad in your head is going to have you focus on whatever just went wrong or whatever's like mm -hmm. top of mind. You're not going to automatically remember all the incremental wins. So what DSP is saying is like a really big deal because then you can battle that internal narrative. And instead of just being hung up on, on, on a recent loss, you can look back and be like, you know what? I, I did get a lot done this week. So that's, you're really, that's, that's, that's your documenting to like combat your own inner monologue. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh yeah. And, 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 and so uh, uh, the thing that I wanted to mention is getting your work done. So, you know, again, I, we can talk about meditation and all that kind of stuff and that stuff's fine, you know, and having a good diet, not drink and making your bed, but you know what really makes you happy? Getting your work selling. done and selling, <laughs> selling having, a, having a successful business, not feeling like you wasted your day because um, for a lot of folks, what you're doing is you're, um, you're, uh, throughout your day, you're, what you're doing is you're, you got these binoculars and you're looking for emergencies. That's why you're in your, in your email all day long. Client emails you, respond to that, right? And then you're scanning, what else do I need to do? What do I need to do? Oh, let me do that. And then, uh, nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let me go to Facebook and see what's going on. Let me go to Twitter and, and, and to see what's going on with the Israeli uh, Palestinian conflict, right? And so, and so what you do is, is you, you're looking for things to do. Uh, and so I think, uh, obviously planning and it's not, there's not going to be a lesson on planning necessarily. Uh, we could do a whole other show on that, even several shows on that. But, uh, if you uh, want to feel like getting your work done, I feel like you're actually moving forward, kind of like the eat the frog concept we talked about earlier. Um, what I recommend for every week to do is, uh, if you really want to feel accomplished, designate maybe a couple hours in the morning where it is your deep work time. Uh, similar to how, uh, many folks, have been through training before where we talk about golden hours or platinum hours, times when you're on the phone and do not disturb me. Well, uh, if you set aside what we call deep work time, meaning in the morning, set aside a couple of hours where your family knows not to disturb you, your employees or your colleagues know not to disturb you unless there's a fire, and even then make sure it's a raging fire before they come get you, uh, and from there and do your work. And for me personally, uh, what really helps me do my work is listening to um, not regular music, anything without words, anything with the words kind of screws me up. 
there's a uh, app called brain.fm, which I use. And it has uh, like uh, classical music, acoustic music, music, uh, electronic music, but music that is as it's meant to help help you focus. So I'll I'll listen to this. I put the, I put this thing on here. Uh, when this is on, my family knows. Do not disturb me. This is on, and I am working. And the cool thing is, if you do that by ten thirty or eleven, you've got your major work done. Take it off and then do your other work. That's maybe more fun to do. Um, but what I find is is having that designated time where you completely just focus. And if you can make, if you, well, the reason why people feel like shit is because they feel like they're stuck and they're confused. They don't know what's going on. They're not making progress, right? They're stuck, right? You you, you never have to be stuck. There are always things you can do. You just need to figure out what those are. Plan it and figure out a way to force you into that lane to do those things, right? Um, and the one thing I'll say, and this actually is a tip from uh, Stephen Pressfield from the, the War of Art book that I mentioned earlier. Um, a lot of people, he talks about writer's block because that book is meant more for writers, but again, it's applicable to anybody. Um, everybody's here has heard, heard of writer's block, and he talks about how writer's block is what amateurs get. Um, professionals do not get writer's block, and here's what he means. Writer's block, and this goes with anything, whether it's it's, it's making phone calls, uh, making cold calls, sending out email campaigns, sending your canvas, whatever it is. Writer's block, all that really is when you're staring at the screen is that you're waiting to be inspired before you write. Inspiration comes from perspiration. His advice is <clears throat> sit down at your designated time every morning and rain, rain or hell, uh, 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 rain or shine, come hell or high water. You start writing, and you know what you start writing it will be shit. Just, just accept it. It's going to be trash. You're not going to use it, but just start writing. Right. And what Pick I'll up happen, the phone and make a right? call even though you're not on, even though you don't feel like it. Get on the phone. Ex exactly, it. exactly. Yeah. Just just get action because it's the yeah. action that creates the motivation. It's not yeah. the other way around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way around. But we wait yeah. for that motivation to take that oh, action, man. which is action activity, right? And you, and you know what? Yeah. You could do that trick with the phone calls where just like if you just need to get warmed up, call some people you already know, call some mm -hmm. old, some past clients, call some like a couple other recruiters, you know, just get on get the your phone mouth yeah. or send so, some LinkedIn messages, you know what whatever you're choosing. You just an expert on this yeah. and maybe some of that. Someone that we could talk more about this and we can kind of pick the topic. And I'm curious. Uh, I, so what I was sharing behind the scenes, but let me segue a little bit. I got a call after this. I made a cold call to a legend in the industry to come to our show. Uh, LinkedIn in mail to Steve Finkel. Now, he's he and I have been going back and forth. And who knows him? Steve Finkel, we're looking for him to be on our show. He's, he's um, a legendary author. And actually, yeah, we actually may have him on the show. I, actually, have you talked about a date yet? Uh, Neil, no. oh, we can't hear you. Oh, that's weird. Oh, there we go. There you go. He's not watching now, but uh, I talked to him at two o'clock. So um, I'm going to hopefully convince him. He's he's wants to do two shows over the internet. He's got one he's in talks to, and and uh, he's a great guy. He's he's going to add so much of this. Uh, mm -hmm. He's got a reader a fellowship on his newsletter of like forty thousand recruiters. I'm Does he still? Him. I'd love to see him on video because I'd love to know if he still has the Dabney Coleman look going, or if that's just an outdated <laughs> show. Because that's fantastic. From nine to five, Dabney Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was such he's, a great. Yeah, he's got the same mustache as my dad. My dad's been rocking that mustache for ever since I was a little kid. Still rocking it to this day. Uh, still bushy, still glorious, that glorious little 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 lip mane. But but I'll tell you what. But beyond that, though, Steve is, is a legend in the industry. In yeah. fact, uh, in fact, uh, when I was first in the business with MRI back in 2000, when I did my training, uh, it was it was Steve Finkel, and it was also uh, uh, Tony Byrne was another one. So it's, you know the you know, yeah. the, uh, the the 30 steps in the placement process, and every VHS tape you had as one tape per step. Oh, oh, I loved it. That was my Bible. That one, David. That oh yeah, inspired to be a trainer. Anthony Burns one. I yeah, and then, and of course Steve's uh, uh, breakthrough recruiting 
is I mean, it, it's funny because even in the Facebook group, in our Facebook group here, both yours and mine, when somebody gets the, the the book, they post a picture. I mean, I've got just in the last few months, there have been about at least a half dozen, eight, ten, whatever pictures of, of breakthrough recruiting that people have posted up, at least, at least in my group, and I'm sure in yours as well. And so it's it's pretty amazing. So hopefully we'll get him on the show and he'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have some. Would, some yeah. So I'm like excited that. to just talk to him and I'll uh, send his regards. I won't tell him that there's literally tens of viewers on our show no we're kidding we, we do get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you on our mm -hmm. different channels so we're being funny when we say uh that the single uh, but we'll at least embellish a little bit to steve finkel um, um yeah, exactly okay, can i, yeah. I, I just I, I, my only one thing i want to say my only last tip that i want to get that i i was thinking early on that i want to project since we're getting close on time that I think really helps. A lot of people can also relate to this. And a lot of people, they, they're in the wrong mindset. They start, maybe you've got a shopping addiction, you're on Amazon, you're whatever. You're, um, even if you don't, I saw this most amazing podcast. It changed, it was a, a TED talk. Changed my life like a decade ago. And, and it's like, money can't buy you happiness is a bunch of crap. Money can buy you happiness was the premise. You're just spending it wrong. Stop spending it on yourself. Do something for others. It doesn't have to be money. Mm. It could be your human capital. Do something for other people. It's the most, mm. it, it, it's, it's, try, listen, try it. Do something. It, it could be a little thing. Do something, a favor, just out of the blue. You're going to feel like a million, but it will push you out of it every time. It's what, the most amazing life advice I can give you. And you know, I think what happens there, besides like the altruistic benefits, is you are not focusing on your stuff. You're externally focused. So if you're trying to help somebody out or support something, you are not busy in your own head thinking about and you. It just you're thinking feels about good. It feels it buys you yeah. so much happiness. What does a, a nice lunch at a restaurant do for you? It's over. You don't get much joy from that. Is the point? You do. It feels nice. You do that. Spend that same money as an example on someone that really like they're. Oh my God! You're going to be in the best mood all day. You can yeah. buy happiness is his point. And it doesn't have to be money, right? Like it's a good point. It, it can be good. I, it'd be a good feeling. It could be like value. And in fact, I even say this in terms of when you message clients and, and candidates, you know, people always talk about adding value, adding value, adding. And sometimes you you sometimes you add value all over somebody and it's just too they're, they're getting value all over the place. But one piece of value that everybody loves is a smile making them feel good. And sometimes even in a message, whether you use a, a, a joke or, or they get them to crack a smile, that's actually value in and of itself. And so imagine if you're in at the, at the circle K or Seven Eleven at the grocery store, what have you. And, and, and you're in line and the cashier says, hi, how are you? And he's like, good, how are you? I'm good. And it's just, and it's just rote. It's, it's, it's robotic. You don't put any thought behind it as opposed to saying they, how are you doing? He's like, you know what? I'm doing majestic today. Excellent. How are you doing, man? How's your weekend? Like, get them out of there at the robotic uh, uh, mental state. And you'll force yourself out of your robotic mental state. You give somebody a smile. You give yourself a smile. Those little things add up. Um, one thing that I did to get over my social anxiety, and granted, this is a, kind of a separate topic, but it's 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 tangential and it's related. Uh, one of the one of the things I did to get rid of my social anxiety was I would go to the mall. And I don't know if you could do this nowadays necessarily, especially at my age, because uh, that'd be creepy. But what I would do is I would go and start giving people high fives. I did people I didn't know. I walk up I'm like, "Hey, what's up? High five. And and people would naturally, if you're confident enough, they'll give you a high five and they will smile and you've given them a story. Do ten of those and you'll be riding high the rest of the day. You'll feel do great. twenty of those and you'll be in jail. <laughs> and you'll be good. Yeah. And don't, yeah. Make sure they're over eighteen and, and, and make sure make, make sure you yourself are are not over thirty because that that that'll be but, <laughs> make but, sure you get consent. Make sure you get consent. Yeah, that's uh, uh fill out the form, please. But but it's those little things uh, that get you out of your comfort zone. That and what it does, it gives you like an endorphin rush. Yeah. It's actually a high. Uh, and when you, and, 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 you know, one interesting thing that uh, I, I've done this in years, but I used to try to do one thing out of my comfort zone every day, whatever, whatever it was, you know, it could be that or anything else. Um, and, and when you do that uncomfortable thing, it gives you that endorphin rush. And that's a great way just to, uh, it's a good natural high. It's better than alcohol. And you do that every single day, you'll start seeing those returns you'll start having a better mental state even when things are going and bad you know well the three of us are experiencing that right now with the feedback and, and what we're feeling that you guys are feeling on this show and yeah. you know, it kind of reminds 
I don't know if you've ever seen on the Oprah Winfrey Network, she has Super Soul Sunday. It kind of feels like that. We get inspired by giving and, and you guys are doing that. So I, honestly, we do need to have a level of this for the show. We'll talk about this offline, but this oh, sure. inspiring kind of stuff. We, we, are, we have endless, you know, these things. I think we make a segment of this each show because it resonates with all of us and inspires us. I think I have uh, uh, two things I want to cover too to make sure I didn't forget before we run out of time um, that I found to be helpful for me. Um, You know how, especially if you're solo, there's all these things that you want to do like on your business, right? But if you're busy, like what are you focused on? You're focused on, you know, closing deals, talking to candidates, submitting all, all of like the, you know, the closest to the dollar activities, right? And you get busy and they're like, oh, I should, I would like to like, you know, create some content. I would like to like think about my marketing strategy. I would like to think about like, you know, scheduling some speaking engagements or other other things, right, that you know will have long-term value. I have found personally that I have sometimes squandered the downtimes and not done that stuff. Like, and then what would happen is I'd like get busy again. And I'm like, you know what? When I had that slow month, I probably should have done a bunch of articles or made a bunch of content or looked around for places I could do speaking or like whatever you're trying to do. That's like that you would not, that you know is valuable that you need to do for your recruiting business. That isn't like immediately making you money. Use those times because that'll also give you something to focus on. I'm telling you when it picks back up again, which it will, you'll be kicking yourself because you didn't, because, because you had the time that you could focus on those things. Mm -hmm. So that that's one of them that I, I just found cycles where I would be like, you know what? I, I could have gotten a lot done then. And now I'm busy again and I don't have time to do it. Um, although I don't have time is not a good excuse. I suppose you can make the time. And then I guess the other big thing that has helped me after various cycles is don't blow all your money. I, <laughs> I'm, this is a real thing for recruiters. I burn through. That mindset that ever. Don't so blow your money. money. Yeah. And I'm saying like, this won't help you in the, when you're in the slump, but just remember when yeah. times are good and you are flush that listen, it comes and goes. And <laughs> I will tell you that when the, the road gets bumpy again, um, if you have better shocks, it's not so bad <laughs> or whatever horrible analogy or metaphor I'm trying to go for there. But my, I guess my point is like, like we as recruiters, like we, we're a lot of times we're like eating what we kill constantly and we're, we're the money's going out as fast as it's coming in. And just from a, like a personal perspective, like, I'm not saying you got to be cheap. I'm not saying whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, tuck a little extra away for your reserves. And then when you hit a slump, you can attack things with a clear head. I have attacked things with a, holy shit, I got to close this deal or I'm not going to be able to keep my power on mentality. And I've also had, okay, this is a cycle because I had money in the bank and I had, and I was like, okay. Um, not feeling the immediate pressure. I have a clear head. I can attack this with like, now also you're getting like the rest and stuff like that, that DSP was talking about. And then it's a lot easier to dig yourself out of that hole if you're not feeling that pressure. You know, um, so so that, 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 by the way, is a good piece of advice that a dad would give. And it's very true. Don't blow <laughs> it sound like a dad um, when they do that. So- which dad I advice. When, uh, I'm going to so tell my son that too. <laughs> Save your money. It's also um, advice that you I, can tell a million times. You got to just do it on your own and blow the yes. money and learn the hard way. Hard way. We all well, had my, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Every one so, of us. Here's one of the best piece of advice I ever got was actually from my father. My dad. And this is dad advice that was given to me back in 2010 uh, when when in the recession I lost my I lost my business at the time and I also went through a really nasty divorce. We're talking you you. Uh, you want to talk about um, nasty. It was nasty. And, you know, when you're going through that, you want to – everybody you talk to, you want to, want to bend their ear with their story. You want to tell them what's going on, what happened, and, and all that. And they're just listening to you. And you tell the same story over and over and over and over again, where the story is, right? Whether it be a relationship or anything else, right? And so uh, I remember very clear, clearly, clearly, clearly I was on the phone with my father, and I started telling him a story. And he says, he says, Dave, because – he calls me Dave, not David. Uh, he's like, Dave, hold up there a second. Do you know where your next deal's coming from? And I said, no. He said, okay, you go find out where your next deal's coming from. And when you figure that out, then you call me and I'll be happy to listen to your story. Until then, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and that's dad advice. But you know what? That was the most, that, that right there, I still remember to this day, 
that was when I focused back on my business and got my life back on track because he embarrassed me. He refocused me because he, and, and, and it embarrassed me, but it was really important. I think sometimes we need to either give ourselves that tough talk or maybe, maybe rely on your, your wife or your husband or your father or whoever it is, maybe a confidant to your best friend. Um, and, and maybe ask them to be a bit hard on you, get them to drive you to where you need to be because sometimes it's really hard to do it yourself, especially when you're stuck in this sort of cycle of fear or cycle of despair. And you want to just tell the story over and over. It's not going to help you. Right. Um, that is, and so it's definitely not mom advice for sure. That is hundred so, so percent. I'm going to have to bow out of this. If we want to announce, I got to end and I got to run. I got to uh, talk to Steve. Um, uh, I, I want to talk about the show. We have some good hosts uh, that are booked coming up. We want to fill them in. And uh, of course, my quick plug is if you want to sell yourself out of this, you got to do temporary business, download our ebook on mastering staffing by the book back office now.com forward slash staffing. Um, there you go. So David, uh, got, uh, yeah, I think ben that's it actually. So, so Neil, I, actually, yeah, we have Ben Mina coming in. He's going to be on our, on our show as well, uh, here in a few weeks. Although next week we don't have a guest, but you know what? It might actually do maybe a part two because this has been a pretty good show so far. Had a lot of interaction. And, and I think actually next show we can talk about productivity because one of the best ways to get out of a slump and to get into get your mindset right is to feel as if you're moving forward and being productive. Maybe next show we can talk about productivity because that's that goes hand in hand with mindset, in my opinion, hand in hand. I love it. And you know what Steve Finkel's going to want to talk about? And someone asked, there was a question. Someone asked, ask him if he's still using a phone book, LOL. Um, That's funny that you say that. Uh, I'm sure he has, and I'm not making fun, but what he's, because he's got a mind spring email. All right. I tried to text him. He doesn't do texting. No Calendly. He's old school. He took off for, so what he's bringing is it's what's what's old is new again. It's perfect timing for him because all the automation and everything, everyone's doing it. Now the playing field's leveled and now relationships, oh, his wisdom's brilliant. I, I think it's perfect time for him to reach new audiences that he's trying to do. So that's people haven't people. changed. The modes have changed. The pe- people that's, haven't that's changed. That's right. Mm-hmm. 100% guys. Stuff, right, breakthrough, it's still dead on, man. It's dead on his timeless, mm-hmm. that stuff. Same with Tony Burns, right? And I'm, I got to run. But like that 20 steps to place a process for any recruiter, it's still the same. Debriefing, he nailed it, right, dude? I think he did. Oh, yeah. It's, anyway. It's funny. Uh, but, but he's 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 passed away, God rest his soul. Uh, I know he went out He went out hard, by the way, uh, if everybody knows the story behind yeah. how that whole deal went out. But anyway, I won't get into the hero live on the air. Offline. I'll tell you offline. Yeah, yeah. He went. He went out hard. He he, he went. Out, he went out partying. Um. Anyway, he went out like a like a real recruiter. Uh. But that's. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, offline, guys. Uh. Great show. I guess we'll wrap here. I know Neil. You got to go. You got to cut. Talk to Steve. Um. So guys, do this. Uh. If you're watching the show again, uh. Make sure to hit re- uh, 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 comment replay. Give us some likes. Give us some. Likes. Please share the show with your friends. If everybody's if everybody shared the show, would be huge. And so we're growing every week, but we can always use more growth. Uh, that said, next week we we'll talk about talk about productivity. Uh, and then I think the week after that, we have a few other guests lined up. Ben Mina being one. Uh, the owners of Empower Associates are also going to be on as well. And then hopefully Steve Finkel. All right, guys, yeah. that's it. All right. Help it help everybody. Peace All out. All right.